Everyone knows you should never take a physicist to a sci-fi movie. The same can be said about a biologist and a creature feature. We can point out how certain things are biologically unlikely or downright impossible, but that would be boring. So rather than pointing out what can't happen, why not ask ourselves, what if it was real? So using my super nerd levels of knowledge about biology, physics, and mythical creatures, my friends and I will explore how different creatures could have actually evolved on our planet and what they potentially would look like. Welcome back, and welcome to A Real Creature Feature. My name is Mac. I'm Mike. Uh-oh, I think we lost Dean again. Alrighty, just right on the intro, he just froze. Dean, what happened? I think I'm gonna have to check his, I think I'm gonna have to check the wiring on his internet. You're kind of flickering. I'm flickering? Oh, funny, I could say the same thing about you. Yeah. Coming in at, you're coming in at, you're coming in at 18 frames a second. There. Dean? There. Dean, you want to introduce yourself again? What oh. the hell? What is this? I'm going to go, something's going on. He is, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. That my, that my old computer was not exactly in tip top shape anyway, but now it's really must be going because if he's having this level of problems. Yeah. You're back. He's like, like, I never left. I'm still here. Did you you hear me at all? No, because every time you started talking, the screen would freeze every time. Do you want it? Okay. Third time's the charm. Yeah. Want, you want to introduce yourself again? I'm Welcome Dean. back, everybody. No, we're not doing the whole thing again. You asshole. Dean, just say, who are you and why are you here? I'm Dean, and I'm coming from a universe where time skips, and I have no control over it. But if time is skipping, do you know that it's skipping? You only realize once you come back to yourself. It's like, um, did you ever play, did you play the Stanley parable? Oh, okay. So it's, it's very interesting. Have you seen anything about the Stanley parable? No. Okay. (sighs) I think you're making it up. I don't think it exists. No, it's very real. It's going to gaslight me. Here, here's the question that I have for you, Mike. Would you suggest him to get the Steam edition or get the PS5 or console versions? I would have to have a PS5. Yeah. Well, it's, but it's, you can get it on PlayStation Network. I don't, I don't know if it has to be PlayStation Five. But I think it only has a PS3. Two. That's it. Yeah. Coward, get it on PC. It's it's a it's a really interesting game, especially if you um, it's it's very much an idea of like narrative choice in video games. It's very interesting. I like I, it. I voted. I vote for the console version. Like I don't yeah. know if it's on xbox or whatever whatever other system you have but i like it because there's a joke at one point where they talk about uh compressed gas versus steam they can't use the word they can't call the game store steam so they called it compressed gas uh there was a game that i was watching that was dealing with like non-linear time and everything else uh immortality yep i i know that one this the new updated version was released on my birthday because you start yeah. out coming out of the room 427. Yeah. So yeah, they um yeah, I still highly recommend it. Uh Stanley Parable's fun. It's really interesting. Um personally, I so but yeah. So but there is an entire thing where they talk about like certain reviewers asking about a skip button. And so for you as the player, you skip time. But everything else is still happening in real time outside of you. Oh, yeah. The room where you press a button and then the narrator comes back. It's been five years. Why did you press the button? Yeah. And so you have to press the button. And then you press the button again and it's been a century. Yeah, because each time you skip, it gets exponentially longer that you're skipping. Unlike Dean's, which seems to be getting exponentially shorter. Yeah. Until it becomes negligible that he's skipping at all. Mm. which is kind of just how we process things too, because you know, that whole, we are only seeing it uh, so fast. 
Yeah. So, for example, you know, that whole thing, like, uh, so this was like when people were talking about, like, the Flash, like, he's he moves too fast for you to even process. Like, his brain actually has to be working at a way faster speed, and he has to be able to see faster, which sounds dumb, but it's kind of important. <laughs> yeah, well, otherwise you can't perceive. Yeah, because, like, it takes, like, millis, like, you know, microseconds for all this stuff to happen, which from our frame of reference, it's not that long of a time. But, you know, from the speed of uh, a jet, that actually is very, very small amounts of time. Yeah, like, it's actually very important and you just die. Nice. If you have too slow of reactions. OK, so what are we learning about today? So today we're kind of going to be talking about Yetis. Kind of sort of talking about Yetis, maybe. Yeah, because we're not going to, you know, I'm not going to really be talking about the lore of Yetis uh, that much, just because I'm like, we're going to be talking about other things that are tangentially uh, related, unless you wanted to talk about Yetis right now. You well, can keep the whole time skip in here. He's catching up. He's catching up. No, seriously, he can keep the time skip in this episode. It's not filler. It's all part of Yetis. Oh, yeah. Oh. Discworld. Yes. Oh. oh, my God. I completely forgot about this. So Discworld Yetis. <laughs> I forgot about this because it's been a while since I've read Thief of Time. It is. It has to be. There's no doubt. Yetis are like Discworld Yetis are creatures that exist um, outside of time. Or, well, they don't really exist outside of time, but they can create their own time kind of like a weird save point for themselves. So it's kind of weird um, what you can do with a Yeti. Because essentially there's only so many Yetis in the world, but they're also essentially... Do you have it? Yes, I've got it. Do you want to read it? Yes, if I may. Okay. Yes. A Yeti, a form of troll that lives above the snow line that are broadly like a city troll, but rolled out thinner, although a thick coat of fur appears to give them bulk. Yeti are very tall, more than twice the size of a normal human, and most of the extra height is their skinny legs and arms. Their feet are huge, of course. Their stride is like a continuous series of leaps from one foot to another, and they can run about 30 miles per hour. The Yeti of the Ram Tops is one of the few creatures to utilize control of personal time for genetic advantage. The result is a kind of physical premonition. You find out what is going to happen next by allowing it to happen. Faced with danger or any kind of task that involves risk of death, a Yeti will save its life up to that point and then proceed with all due caution, yet in the comfortable knowledge that should everything go pancakes-shaped, it will wake up at the point where it saved itself with, and this is important, knowledge of events which have just happened, but which will not now, as a result of foreknowledge, happen. So essentially, yetis are the save scummers of the Discworld. This makes perfect sense because of quantum. <laughs> That's the, there are so many things that I love about Discworld. Quantum explains everything. <laughs> Nano quantum temporal. Okay, so Yetis. So Yetis for for our purposes basically what Yetis are are going to be still part of like the Sasquatch line and stuff like that where it's a it's a it's a relative of ours but it's winterized. So so they're basically they they live among us they they're they're opposite snowbirds. Actually, no. Uh, in this evolutionarily speaking, it would be actually drastically different than Sasquatch. So they won't be among us ever. Yeah, because so you you got to do it like this. Uh, compare a mammoth to an elephant. How dare you, sir? Well, they're both elephants. We're working on that. Yeah, yeah we are. Yeah. Uh, so right now they're uh, trying to like basically what they're trying to do is not actually clone uh, a mammoth because th it's 
the DNA that is present in all those like remnants that we found are too degraded to do an actual um, clone. So what they're trying to do is figure out what are the differences between a mammoth genetically and a um, uh, Asian elephant, because they, those are probably the closest relatives and just reverse engineer a mammoth from an Asian elephant. This sounds a lot like the Buffalo bison scenario that we have. Kind kind of, sort of, but no, because we still had buffalo around. Yeah. We just had them in very small numbers. Yeah, which is why we needed to create the bison. Yeah. The yeah. Tibetan monks want them. For why? To defeat China. Maybe. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, but the reason why they actually wanted to clone um, the mammoth or bring back the mammoth is because there's a potential that the mammoths can also help uh, fight climate change. All right. Because they can help, like, preserve uh, permafrost or something like that. Uh-oh. I, I, I It's been a long time since I learned about it. But it was uh, this is something that was actually really kind of interesting. So what is the difference between a mammoth and an elephant? Well, uh, elef- uh, mammoths are hairier than elephants and tend to be bigger, from what I understand. Uh, current wisdom has it that the lineages leading to mammoths and both extent... Uh, elephant species diverged six million years ago so the difference between an elephant and a mammoth is six million years how dare you sir see this feels like almost like why do you even ask the question so i can answer it it's a very qi scenario here i've watched so much qi that i'd never want to answer your questions because i know you're i know i'm setting you up for something and i don't want to what color is the sun uh oh white White with a heavier hint of turquoise. Oh, yeah. This, see, this is this man. Uh, he watches a lot of QI too. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I just remember there was something with uh, it was a thing with Neil deGrasse Tyson, and it was like they're like the sun yeah. isn't yellow; it's white. Because if it was yellow, then the snow then snow would be yellow, but it's not; it's white. But it's like, but we also call our sun a yellow sun. So I was yeah. like. And then I stopped. I stopped paying attention because I was like, oh, I don't know. But uh, yeah, that's why when you started asking how many how many planets are out there, I'm like, well, that all changes depending on what you actually mean by that, because once you go out, there's a lot more dwarf planets. Yes, that a lot of- can be included into that. Mm-hmm. And then we'd be up into the tens. Um. Oh, new data suggests the African lineage split first, followed by um, Asian elephant 440,000 years later from the mammoth split. So it's like African, Asian, mammoth at a later date. So that's why they're like, it's probably um, the uh, Asian elephant is their closest relatives. So that's why they're like, it's probably a... A good idea to eat. So I was like thinking about that with our uh, Sasquatch idea. So what I did is then I just backtracked and I was like, okay, so let's go with that. They are that different after six minutes. So I was like, wh- what was our ancestor or a release a branch from our ancestor um, six million years ago? And I found these guys. Let's see if you can pronounce this word. Ardipticus. I might just do... Where's speechify? Ardipithecus. 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 Yeah. Uh, You can see that. Ardipithecus. Yeah, Yeah. Ardipithecus. So Ardipithecus uh, split off from our common answer like six million years ago. Look at that handsome boy. So uh, I was like, oh, that'd be actually kind of cool. Then you could actually use that as our um, relative relative species like what would be different because these guys split off so far like so long ago that like there would be no intermixing between humans and them okay fine be that way but i mean but then when they develop the time machine and go forward and then we have planet of the apes yeah, uh, Ardipithecus uh, is a genus of an extinct hominid that lived during the late Miocene and early Pliocene epochs. So um, they're better than us. No, they're extinct. They're dead. How could they think anything? L- lucky them. They think they're better than us. It's obvious. 
they they decided like we're way better than you we're gonna bounce you read their cranial structure and right inside of it is like i'm so much better than our future yep and then we're gonna just uh and then we're just gonna and then they're like i'm a bounce and they extincted themselves just like the just like the dolphins did yep <laughs> Oh, so uh, for a long, long time, uh, I've been trying to figure out like some rules of biology, some laws, like just try to come up with it in my brain, because it's one of those things that unlike physics, unlike biology, like there's certain rules because, you know, you can do it with math. But this is way this is way more complicated math. So we don't know the rules as of yet. Uh, I found a list of actual rules, laws. And everything else. But it's also interesting because even then, they're not capital R rules, capital L laws. Because there are still situations where they aren't written in stone. Like it it's still different. That they so it's just like there is it like the how it goes would be um there is a tendency for X to happen given these certain criteria. <laughs> so rules with a tilde yes possibly even an umlaut yeah no umlaut rules rules gonna have a rules yeah. maybe some laws yeah uh but yeah i found um on uh a wiki there is biological rules there's one i found uh 24 biological rules and laws so i found two that are kind of very um relevant to this topic of a winterized ape. Okay. So there are two rules that I'm going to be going over. One is called Bergman's rule. And the other one is Allen's rule. Bergman's rule is an eco geographical rule that states that within a broadly distributed taxa, taxonomic, taxonomic clad uh, population and species of larger size. Okay. Let's go back. The higher you go in latitude, the larger a, cre uh, a particular creature will be as compared to the closer to the equator. So with that and the reason and there, uh, like if you notice, like throughout a lot of animals, that's actually kind of true. So the largest bear, where is the largest bear lo uh, located? Hmm. Not the Antarctic. Arctic. Oh, because there's no bears there. Yeah. The Arctic polar yeah. bear, the largest land uh, predator. It is Sorry. way larger than its yeah. more southerly uh, relatives. Nice. Because it needs that, that bulk, that size, yeah. to help with its um, body heat. So ah. uh, it's uh, we actually have a great example of this um, for, uh, well, no, we, oh, uh, it was like uh, pine needles, like why are pine needles are safe that they are? Because like the they won't like lose as much water through them or something like that. I can't remember uh, that. I remember. Yeah, I can't remember that one exactly. But or um, when we were talking about the Giganta um, Thermia for the dragons, that it was so large and it was producing its own heat because yeah. it was that large. So it's very similar to this idea is like it's so large that it it doesn't lose as much heat because the size to surface area is uh the size of surface area is way lower than something that is smaller. So yeah. something that's smaller loses way more body heat than something that is bigger. That is basically the idea of Bergman's law or Bergman's rule. Um, and this is actually, uh, so I was referring to like where once again, it's, there are no actual hard rules and laws, but they, there's a tendency for these things to be followed. So the human populations near the poles, including the Inuit, Aleut, and Sami people, uh, are on average heavier than populations from mid-latitudes, consistent with Bergman's rule. They also tend to be sh have shorter limbs, broader trunks, and consistent with Allen's rule, which we will be covering in a bit. According to Marshall T. Newman in 1953, Native American populations are, I guess, were generally consistent with Bergman's rule, although the cold climate and small body size combination of the Eastern Inuit, Canoe uh, Nation, and Yuki, um, uh, U or U Y K I people, uh, Andes na natives, and Harrison Lake Lilut 
runs contrary to the expectations of Bergman's um, rule. So yeah, I guess um, they have a different body proportions. Uh, Newman's Newman uh, contends that Bergman's rules hold for populations of Eurasia, but does not hold for sub-Sahara Africa. Uh, human populations also show a decrease in stature with an increase in mean annual temperature. Bergman rules rule holds for Africa with pygmy phenotype and other uh, pygmy people. These populations show shorter stature, smaller body size due to ad adaptation to hotter and more humid environments with elevation environmental uh, elevated environmental humidity evaporation cooling is less effective way to disperse body heat but higher surface area to volume ratio should provide a slight advantage through passive convection heat loss mm. so is it the idea that just um even though their size they have more surface area to lose heat off of it's yeah. just because they have a buffer and say like fur yeah they would then it would actually hold in that heat so that they would still be okay yeah there is that too uh but and then there's also because of like i was going to go with allen's law allen's law is an eco eco geograph eco geographical rule formulated by joel allen in 1877 broadly stating that animals adapt to cold climates with shorter thicker limbs and bodily appendages than animals adapted to warmer climates more specifically it states that the body to surface body surface area to volume ratio for homeothermic animals varies with average temperatures of the habitat to which they are adapted i.e ratio is low in cold climates and high in high climates and hot climates. Uh, so exactly. how they were explaining this one was like, if you look at a rabbit compared to like mm -hmm. a hare in the desert, um, yeah. hare has like, is a lot skinnier, has longer legs. Yeah. Than a rabbit. They have like, they're more squat. Yeah. Oh no, Dean, this world yetis can't be the shape they are then. Yep. I was going to say that when you were like, oh yeah, they're really tall and skinny. That doesn't sound all that comfortable. Well, now I don't feel so bad about my shape, though, either, because I'm just built for cold then. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. The problem is, is climate change. Yeah. I know. I, I'm still mad at how much rain we've gotten in the last two weeks. Yep. We got snow once this year. Yeah. On Halloween. And yep. it's not anymore. Nothing. Yep. Nope. Question about, uh, I'm sure we've, talked about this but uh not carbon uh we're carbon life forms what's yep. the yes what's the other silicon yeah because in the world of Discworld, trolls yeah. are silicon life forms yes so they perform better in cold weather would maybe if that's actually a property or if it was just because of how he d decided to do it because yeah i i I don't know enough with like how chemically speaking, like because the reason why we say things could also be silicone based is because they also have the same number of um, bonding sites on those atoms. Oh. Because one of the things, uh, one of the sci-fi uh, documentaries that I watched talked about different possible life forms then they talked about a silicon life form, but I believe they were talking about it from an aspect of being on a frozen planet. Yeah, I would have to weigh more into that one to be able to say anything. Like maybe a silicon dose based uh, chemical bonds can like function or like last longer in colder environments or function better because, you know, but the thing about it is it doesn't make sense because how it works with super like when you super cold chill something, the molecules themselves are moving less because that's just yeah. the nature of cold. Cold is is um, there is no no such thing as cold. There is the amount of energy in an atom or a molecule that it's like 
the lack of that energy is what cold is. It's the same thing as like, there is no such thing as darkness. Darkness is just the lack of light. Because what light is, is particles or, you know, energy particles being hit, hitting you. There's sweet, sweet photons hitting you. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing hitting you or there's no, no such thing as cold touching you. Light bulbs are just darkness suckers. <laughs> yes, Mr. Cox had that joke. The, uh, yeah, because, yeah, like you were saying, though, with cold, it's the idea of it's really just more the law of heat transference. Yes. It's not really you're getting cold. It's the heat's leaving your body. Yeah, because that's how that's how sweating, why sweating works is because the water is on your skin and then it evaporates, which sucks away the heat from you. Ah, so I'm liquid cooled also. Yes. The problem is it really functions better when it's a less human environment. Oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah, yeah. you got to get a, a so swamp impacts. Swamp coolers won't work in Wisconsin. No. Uh, not all that well, depending on the time of year. Yeah. It could probably help during winter. Yeah, seeing as how winter is drier. Yeah. yeah. But it's also would just make your house colder. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh Lord. Okay, so so I so I'm half Yeti. That's yeah. what we've learned so far. Um and then I also looked up like different adaptations for uh winter or like winterized things for animals. So I came so I found like three basic uh things. What okay. they're like uh adaptations for winter. One is migration. It's cold, go somewhere else. Yeah. Uh the next one is hibernation. Or uh, or torpor, because uh, hibernation is like long period of dormancy, while uh, torpor is a like short term inactivity. Yeah, because there's not that many that actually hibernate. Yeah, full on hibernate. It's like even turtles you find in um, a lake are actually just probably performing torpor because you can probably still wake them, which don't ever do. If you ever find a turtle in a frozen pond, don't do that because you probably are costing them resources oh well i mean that's the whole reason why the white nose fungus is so bad for bats yeah is it causes them to wake up in winter and use up resources little guys um and then like yeah the last final evolutionary adaptation is resistance or tolerance to cold there are many many ways this adaptation has evolved in different species. Um, and this is actually, oh, okay, it was the thing. Um, for example, cold weather bears like polar bears are larger than bears found in tropical areas like the sun bear. Hey, Bergman's rule. Yep. Uh, birds will fluff out their feathers to keep layer of air around their body and huddle together for warm in the roosts. So that's a, that's a great thing. Yeah, air is a good insulator for a lot of temperatures. And so, yeah, they fluff up their feathers and they capture some air so that they have that insulating layer as well. Um, oh yeah, this one's good too. Um, tiny ears and tails are another adaptation with that animals have. Um, so yeah, it's like, look at a snow hare compared to a desert rabbit. Desert animals tend to have actually very large ears because they, uh, that they use those as like to radiate heat. Yeah, so that they can cool down better as compared to little little bear ears. Oh, yeah. And then they can also do like if it is an area where it's like constant or not constant change, but uh, change in environments. So like you have winter months and summer months, then you can have things like uh, Arctic Fox where their actual fur changes color. Yeah. So they, they can blend in better. Yeah. And. And then eat the snowshoe hares. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, we just want to. So all we'd have to do is really figure out and talk about like, OK, so the Yeti in a lot of these stories live in cold environments and mm -hmm. in high altitude. So probably won't be changing its fur or I don't know if it I don't know when that was something I wanted to look up earlier, but I forgot to. When did humans lose their fur? But then I'm like, I don't know if uh, Google would interpret that question properly. <laughs> Well, let's see. Uh, 100 to 200,000 years ago. Yeah, so that's why I was like, I don't think it, I think they were thinking, uh, they like, hair. Like, when did we stop yeah. being as hairy? 
Yeah. When um, I mean like actual fur in the sense of like, di- or did we ever have fur that we'd like shed? Yeah. Like a dog does. Based off of like archaeological digs, um, they're basing it around when we started to develop more like cloth cloth coverings for ourselves. Yeah. They um, this is according to the BBC. Um, our fur loss would have been around one hundred to two hundred thousand years ago. Just yeah. Depending on what you're looking at, but it's they're basing it around when we first started to develop cloth coverings for ourselves. Because that's one of those things. Maybe we never had fur. We always had yeah. hair. Yeah. Uh, because at one point, like dogs and cats or carnivores developed fur. Yeah. So that could have been a thing too. Um. So yeah, these guys might just have to have thicker hair and everything else, or thicker yeah. pelts would be the term. Yeah. And uh, and like I said before, they would probably they could still be the same height as our Sasquatch. Yeah. But they're just bigger, big boys. Hey yeah. guys, I'm a Sasquatch. I'm Yeti. Uh, are you though? No. Uh, yeah. I'm like, if you take, if you put two of me side to side, yeah, I'm assuming that's what they would probably look more like. They look, they look like two. They look like two of you next to each other. Yeah. Mac for scale. Yeah. And yeah. So yeah. Uh, because this is also what I talked about with, um, the dwarf too. It's interestingly enough, because I was like, yeah, if they're in the cold underground and that they got shorter and squatter, but their arms still got were big and everything else. Same thing with these guys. They're they're bigger, but they have shorter legs and sh- shorter arms. But they're way probably more muscular. Else, yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, and more muscle would probably help produce more heat as you're going along. Yes. To which then also probably would mean that their um, diet would also probably have to be more carnivorous as compared to herbivorous. Like they'd mm-hmm. still probably be om omnivores but they would be more focused on meat because there's way more energy in fat protein from an animal than uh trying to scavenge it from the little bits of uh energy from like plant life so don't eat their liver yeah probably not yeah i would not eat their liver. and and they'd probably be pretty gamey but i heard i heard yeti livers were supposed to cure diabetes yeah, by killing you. Yeah, yeah. You don't have good diabetes anymore if you're dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'll take that chance. <laughs> I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I want to live. But yeah, that was my basic idea for this. It was just like, it's going to be, it's, yeah, it's not going to be, oh, you know, the Yetis live among us. No, they can't live among us. Well, no, because, well, they, not, not they even would for like, be drastically different looking. You mean not even for Scandinavian days? No. They're not even gonna go. They're not even gonna come down. Go to the Christmas market. Well, I guess if the you know Christmas market, then you can just wear a big fur coat over all your other fur coat. That's why. That's why they run IKEAs. No, but you don't even have to have it look like a fur coat. You just have to have like the. You just have to have a thing that looks like a zipper that goes down the front. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> they they buy glue and just glue is stripped. Yep. <laughs> Go to a craft store, get the longest zipper you can find, and yeah. just glue it onto yourself. That's a nice parka you got there. Thank you. Thank you. It's my skin. <laughs> because uh, aren't you oh, hot? Take that off. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm I'm very shy about my body. Oh, uh, so uh, it was something. Uh, so I keep seeing stuff about this where people are like, "Oh, the megalodon is still still exists. It's just hiding." Blah blah blah. Megalodon died a long time, went extinct a long time ago. When was I not informed about this? Because you weren't paying attention? Oh, fine. Be that way. Its metabolism just got better. It went into the Marianas Trench and doesn't need to eat as much. And its metabolism, it's just like those Iceland sharks. Or they just got smaller. Yeah. Like the Iceland sharks. Oh, wait, no. (laughs) No, uh, so. Wait, so Megalodons are Iceland sharks? No. Yes, that's canon now. So megalodons probably went extinct because the megafauna that they were subsisting off of also went extinct. So that, you know, their food source went away and they were outcompeted by animals that were smaller, like the great white shark. You're not giving sharks their intelligent 
credibility that they would know, oh, we're running out of food. I guess let's evolve down in the Marianas Trench and get our metabolism really high so we don't have to eat as much. You guys aren't hungry, right? Nope. Let's go down. You mean really low? Yeah. Also, that would still mean that the Megalodon doesn't exist anymore because it evolved into something that has a slower metabolism. It just, it was minor. A, a micro, a minor Ladon. It was a micro evolution. It was just, oh, we're just getting better metabolism. Teen. We're going down. <laughs> That's all. It's I'm... just a little thing. It's not like dolphins growing thumbs. That's a big thing. No, no, this is just changing a little bit of metabolism. Oh, yeah. Going down south. We're just going down, boys. Oh, yeah. We're just going to completely change how our bodies yeah. function. That's just a tiny thing. No, that's, that's way bigger than small. Some. It's very it's small. I mean, it, it happened after it happened after Noah's Ark. You know, all these small minor changes. We got we took that tabby cat and the tabby cat's now a lion in Africa. And then oh another God. one went up into the Himalayas and became a snow leopard. And how snow leopards? If anything, so, it would go the other way around, though. Line yeah. goes. Line becomes cat. Yeah, kind of like how easier. wolf become dog. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but there's not enough space for lions. We'll get them back. We'll get them back. We'll just leave them off the ark. We'll just take those cats and we'll just make sure that they get big. We're gonna watch the Noah's Ark video about why dinosaurs weren't on the ark. So the reason why I was bringing up the whole megalodon when people were doing that, uh. The mammoth Macedons, they went extinct like relatively recently. They were still around when they started building the pyramids. Oh, but we never, but I never hear of people saying that they, they still exist. Mac, they don't have time to think about that. They're thinking about other stuff. We like, need to find like, another like the Roman group. Empire. We need to find another group that doesn't have anything to concentrate on. Like they're not concerned about the flat earth. They're not concerned about Noah's Ark. We just need to find a group that doesn't have anything going on right now. And they'll find they they can be cousins of the Sasquatch and Yeti finders because they want to find those uh, mythical animals that the Yetis ride around in the Himalayas. We haven't gone up to the highest mountain yet. I mean, yeah, we did. Yeah, no, nah, there's there's another one. It's the ice shield. You're forgetting about the ice shield. Oh God, Mike, we have a lot of dead. Up. We still, we have a lot of dead bodies on the Himalayas. Yeah, we well, we're finding more Everest. dead bodies because it's they're not being frozen anymore. But yeah. no, no, no. You just got to go to the Antarctic and you'll find the ice shield. You go ice along wall. the ice ice wall, ice shield. It's the same thing. It's shielding us from going out into the next, the next circle, circle of the flat Earth. It's keeping the White Walkers at bay. Anyway, so the Yetis. Yep, Yetis. They, they still exist. They will be our uh, big round cousins that we can't mate with. Well, I mean, you shouldn't mate with your cousins anyway. That just yes. Santa Claus is a Yeti. I mean, why not? That also explains his ability to get around in time. Oh, because he's a Discworld Yeti? Yep. Ah. I'm bringing it back around, baby. Yeah, you are bringing it back around. Yeah. Now, now you're just forcing Mike to make sure he doesn't get rid of that part. Well, I, I wasn't going to get rid of that part anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. But no, like you bring it around is just like how yeah. you force it to happen. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I just try to drop enough continuity in that he can use it wherever, like yep. a bunch of Lego bricks. No, that's why he just erased everything. You I mean, I mean, here's the thing. I mean, I, I could just nuke this whole thing and be like, we're just going to re-record something else after this. Mm -hmm. Just just a 10 second thing I'm going to put in the drive that you don't check. It's just, yeah, we're not doing an episode this week. He thinks we're doing Yetis. <laughs> now yeah, enjoy yeah. 45 minutes of silence. Yeah, no, I listened to the episodes twice. I listen to the version you give to me, and then I re-listen to it on a pod on the podcast player. Yeah, to make oh. sure it was, because I uh, I there was an episode of some more even more news, and uh, one of the people like his audio was gone. Yep. Oh, 
I was watching, um, I was listening to um, Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, and for the first half of it, you couldn't hear her guest at all. And it's like, you're clearly having a conversation with them. I just don't know what you're having with them. How did you get to all the way to the middle? Like, what? I, it took oh. me like, fi- like five minutes. I'm like, because they were having a conversation with the, the uh, another person. And then they were like, oh, Jonathan, what's happening? I because see here's the thing they could hear the guest but for some reason the audio just wasn't getting picked up on whatever the recording device was oh no no I understand that but you're only hearing half the conversation like how would you've gotten through half of it oh well I'm just like for me it was like oh no I'm done I can't no see I because for me I always like to because for me I like to see where it's going because this was another thing um when Dina and I were coming back from Vegas I was listening to the pod I was listening to the podcast um, when we, when I was driving back from the airport and I had to laugh really hard because they ended up playing the podcast and they started doing ad reads and they're all pre-recorded ad reads. The yeah. problem was though, they didn't deliver. They weren't show, they weren't showing off the edited pre-recorded ad reads. They were doing the raw, they were doing the raw ad reads. So mm. it was a lot of like, they started talking about stuff. Then they'd be like, okay, got to take that again. <laughs> take it again. And then the best one is they start talking about things. And it's like, they never badmouth the sponsors, which is, you know, smart on their part. But yeah, they... Something you yeah. don't do. Yeah, they never bad... Yeah, they never badmouth the sponsors. But they were clearly taught... But it's like, they were clearly talking about, it's like, you know, I've never even used this product yet. Or like, they were talking about, it's like... And they're like... But it's like, this feels a little weird to be advertising. I think it was like Butcher Box or something like that. You know, one of those things where you get like, you know, free meat with it or whatever. And they're like, you know, the hard part for me is, though, I don't even use something like that because I'm, you know, I'm. Uh, they, I think they said they're a pescatarian. pescatarian. No, I think they actually were full vegetarian at the time. They're like, I'm pretty much a vegetarian, so I don't even use this. So it's hard for me to talk about this one because there's really nothing here for me. I'm like, ah, well, you uh, have uh, you are um, the captain of your own yeah. ship. So yep. if you don't support a product, yeah, don't advertise it. Well, the thing is, though, it depends on. Well, this is a secret here that you got to know, Captain. Sometimes you don't have control over what your ad reads are because you're part of a podcast company. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. But in this yeah. context, they were reading about them. Yeah. So it's like, no, yeah. they have... Um, they have... Well, yeah, they have say in, like, what they're... Uh, but for them, though, it's still just a thing of, you know, you're going to do the ad read because guess what? You still need sponsors. What due diligence? I've got FTX over here. Yeah. Let's well, do FTX. Come on. Okay. Well, I mean, our sponsor, FTX. Sam Bankman-Fried. Solid man, solid man. I don't yeah. know what FTX is. He 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 FTX cannot he cannot just slip through any great like water. He's yeah. he's good and solid. He'll yeah. stay there for you. He's a FTX is a cryptocurrency exchange. Uh, that went belly up and destroyed. Yeah, uh, Sam Bankman Fried was the owner of it, and what ended up happening is he basically was like he had somehow through. Uh, the stupidity of investors and somehow being this weird, like oh, more charismatic that, Zuckerberg yep, type yep, person. Now, now I'm remembering, remembering yep. it. Took yeah. me a second to remember. Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. He had like curly hair. Yep. Yep. That's yep. the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. So I, I guess we can kind of call it here because we've been at this for almost two hours. Yeah. I, I want to, I still, I still need to do my workout and I still need to eat dinner. So, so we're, we've, we've gotten, we've got enough. Yes, definitely do somewhere. Hopefully. Yeah. So somewhere in all of this, we've got enough and it's in, at least, like I said, it's going to be easier than using on WeCaster. So what are we going to talk about next week? What do you Anything want good? I don't know. Is there any sort of like a big crab monster? Well, yeah. Do we want to, do we want to talk about everything returning to crab? Finally. Karkinos. Was a giant crab which came to the aid of the Hydra in the Battle of Heracles at Lerna. Oh my god. What is that thing? Did you just look up giant crab monster too? Yeah. 
Yep. I don't know. It's freaky. It's I think it's frog crab. Frog crab from Love and Monsters. I just saw this image and I. Oh, Ooh, I like it. Crab. I like it. What the hell is it, it is? Uh, I wish it, it has claw. It's feeder claws. Yeah, I kind of like it. Good for you. Crab people. Crab people. Uh, crab associated with the god Ebisu. Archie, cockroach. Author, Don Marquise. Archie was a cockroach who had been a free verse poet in a previous life and oh. took to writing stories and poet poems on an old typewriter at the newspaper office when everyone is everyone in the building has left. Archie would climb up onto the typewriter, hurl himself at keys, laboriously typing out stories of daily challenges and travails of a cockroach. Ooh. So we're going to talk about John Crab. Yeah. But we're going to be talking about more natural laws. Yeah. Excellent. No, I like this idea. Gigantism. Yes. A Real Creature Feature is created by Matt Kuklinski, starring Matt Kuklinski, Michael Seaman, and Dean Snow. Any questions, comments, artwork, or general inquiries can be sent to realcreaturefeature at gmail.com. You can view any submitted fan art and pictures on our Instagram at a real creature feature. Some episodes were recorded weeks in advance due to our current sporadic recording schedule. Any comments left will be seen and addressed at some point, and you will be credited unless you tell us you wish to remain anonymous. If you like the podcast, please leave a review on the podcast app that works best for you. It really helps us out. Also, tell your friends, enemies, and total strangers about the podcast. They might enjoy it too, and that can bring us all closer together. Now I don't know where I'm going to cut this. This is going to be tougher. This is going to be tougher now because. Yeah, it's but, yeah. stupid biology. Well, I mean, Quantum. I know that's kind of the whole point of this entire thing is that, you know, we want to yeah. talk biology while talking about yetis. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, but yeah, the problem of biology is weird and dumb and awesome yeah. all at the same time. <laughs> Yeah, well, see, this is why I'd rather get my biology from anime, which is why I watch Cells at Work. <laughs> I didn't want it went uh, from, oh, it's a cute little kid anime to, oh, my God. Oh, what is oh, that? Cells. It's called Cells at Work. Um, There's a there's like basically the kids version, which is basically like basic biology lessons about the human body as done by um all the protagonists yes by yeah by basically like all the cells are different anime characters which is why when i'm like why are all the platelets little kids and i'm like when i learned why i'm like oh that's horrifying well i can't platelet cells only last about 10 days oh yeah so yeah so platelets would never grow up to be adults never grow up to be adults because they'd never get they never hit like an age so they're all little kids though if you think about it just have to do it you would that they, they, they then they should all be like middle aged and old people, yeah. Because they only last for so long. So then they, they, yeah. But I mean the but then it's like you lose kind of the you kind of lose some of the fun and the kids. Oh are yeah, cute. yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are cute, and, and they don't actually talk about what happens to a platelet when it uh, when it finally passes because that would be even more horrifying. What's that? The red blood cells absorb them. Yeah, yeah. That one I had to figure out because the anime ain't gonna touch that one. Well, maybe maybe Black would, but I even think they wouldn't go that far. Because <laughs> there is a because there is a more adult version called Cells at Work Black, which actually deals with like more adult things, especially STDs. <laughs> so that one's like way more horrifying, but it's still fun. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. uh, it's kind of like Osmosis Jones, but better. <laughs> it, it will in some ways. Yes, that's basically in a lot of ways. But they they go through like different. um like I said, a person watching that could definitely pass like a basic human biology course. Yeah. yeah and even they're... like an, and even getting close to an intermediate one 
mm-hmm. at some points, but they go through different things that people can experience. Like they talk about the initial episode is all about like germs just to get you the basic idea. Then they go on to things like specific viruses, dehydration. And the last one, the last one for the, uh, in the anime series was blood loss. And so that one's really interesting because it's basically the few remaining red blood cells who are there. It's now they're kind of like trying to walk through an, a snowy landscape just because they don't have just because there's no more body heat being produced Ooh. and or they like less body heat being produced. So they're trying to trudge through like the few red blood cells that remained are trying to do their jobs while like suffering through this. But at least it ends on a happy note because he gets a blood transfusion. So a new a new team of red blood cells shows up to help. Yay! Yeah, so it's actually kind of cool. And now they're all going to have different DNA. Dino DNA. Yeah. Well, no, they're not going to have different DNA. It's not well, how the... blood transfusion works. How does blood transfusion work? No, uh, you, nope. just, you just give somebody new blood and then to make up for what was lost, and then the body makes more of it. So, so... all that... Uh, so you can have temporary... So if you, like, let's go with you get a blood transfusion and then someone tests your blood that you will have like depending on how much blood you lost to how much you are given, you will increase the chances of them being able to pick up that DNA from a blood sample taken from you. But also Dude, blood is the best place to get DNA from. Well, yeah, but you're going to have to get it from somewhere, Jack. Yeah. And so, that's why you use the inside of your cheek. Gross. No, I don't want you to open your mouth. Here comes the aeroplane. But yeah. Okay. Now, if you want, if you wanted to say that they changed their bone marrow, then yes, they would have different DNA. Now, with that, so is that like so with that bone marrow one going? Because I know we talked about that on. We're going back to chimeras now. No, no, not forever. Just a just a quick question on that. Yeah. What does uh? So is that that change in the bone marrow? That's permanent then? Yes, because it's going to self-replicate itself. Yeah. Self-propagating. Interesting. Yeah. So what you're really saying is, I can bleed on someone then, but don't spit on them. Yes. Actually, yes. Okay. Then I've learned. Now I'm learning. But I would also say bone marrow transplant is not pleasant. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but now if I want to commit a crime... Yeah, you have what to you talking you... about bone marrow is just bone marrow testing and that stuff. That's a piece of cake. Oh, the te- yeah, you know, you just have to dig into a bone. And oh, pull out, that hurts. Pull out some of the pull out some of the great red stuff. Yep. I stopped breathing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the nurse, the nurse was there is like, Dee, you still got to breathe. And like <laughs> the bone is telling me that you're taking stuff that you're not supposed to take. 